listener. Welcome back to Storybooks, a children's bedtime story podcast that celebrates a good night's rest and the magic of stories. Tonight's story is from The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham. It's the second part of chapter two called The Open Road and will be read to you by me, your storyteller, Jenna L. Campbell. In this episode, join Frog, Toad, and Mole on their adventure in their bright yellow wagon as they brave bumps along the road. This chapter is all about the ups and downs of friendship and the importance of being there for each other, no matter what. So fluff your pillows, close your eyes, and take a deep breath. Tonight's story goes something like this. The Wind in the Willows, Chapter 2 Late in the evening, tired and happy and miles from home, Frog, Toad, and Mole stopped to rest. They let their horse loose to graze on the grass, and they all ate their simple supper, sitting on the ground beside the cart. Toad talked all about what he was going to do in the days to come, while the stars grew fuller and larger all around them. And the yellow moon, appearing suddenly and silently, came to keep them company and listen to their talk. At last, they turned into their little bunks in the cart, and Toad, Kicking out his legs, sleepily said, Well, good night to you fellows. This is the real life for adventurers. Talk about your old river. I don't talk about my river, replied the rat. You know I don't, Toad, but I think about it, he added in a lower tone. I think about it all the time. The mole reached out from under his blanket, felt for Rat's paw in the darkness, and gave it a squeeze. I'll do whatever you like, Ratty, he whispered. Shall we run away tomorrow morning, quite early, very early, and go back to our dear old hole on the river? No, no, whispered the rat. Thanks awfully but I ought to stick by Toad until this trip is over. It wouldn't be safe for him to be left by himself. It won't take very long. His fads never last. Good night. The end was indeed nearer than the rat suspected. After so much open air and excitement, the Toad slept very soundly and no amount of shaking could rouse him out of bed the next morning. So, the mole and rat looked after the horse, lit a fire, and cleaned last night's cups and plates, and got things ready for breakfast. The mole hiked to the nearest village, a long way off, for milk and eggs, and the many things they needed that the toad had forgotten to bring. When the hard work had all been done, Mole and Rat were resting, and were completely exhausted 
by the time Toad stepped out of the cart, fresh and full of energy. And he remarked on what a pleasant, easy life they were all leading now, without the cares and worries of chores at home. They had a pleasant journey that day, over grassy hills and along narrow lanes, and they camped as before, only this time the rat and the mole decided that the toad should do his fair share of the work. When the time came for starting off the next morning, Toad was by no means as excited about the joys of the simple life. Toad tried to stay in his bunk, but he was dragged out by force by the mole and rat. That day, they continued their adventures across country by narrow lanes, and it wasn't until the afternoon that they came out on the high road, their first high road. And there, disaster, fast and unforeseen, sprang out before them. They were strolling along the high road easily. The mole was in the front, leading the horse, and the toad and the rat were walking and talking behind the cart. At least Toad was talking, and the rat was thinking all the time of something very different. When far behind them, they heard a faint warning hum, like the drone of a distant bee. Glancing back, they saw a small cloud of dust gaining on them at incredible speed, while out from the dust they heard a faint pop-pop. The animals glanced behind for a moment, then turned to resume their journey, when in an instant, the peaceful scene was changed with a blast of wind and a whirl of sound that made them jump. The pop-pop noise rang in their ears, and they had a moment's glimpse of glittering glass and rich red paint before the magnificent motor car flung up a giant cloud of dust that engulfed them completely. When the dust cloud finally settled, the motor car was now a tiny speck in the far distance and sounded like a faraway buzzing bee once more. Their old gray horse, who had been dreaming of his quiet home, had reared back onto two legs despite all of Mole's efforts to keep him calm. The horse backed the wagon toward the deep ditch at the side of the road. The wagon balanced over the edge, and there was a heart-rending crash, and the yellow-colored cart, their pride and joy, lay on its side in the ditch, completely ruined. The rat jumped up and down, shaking his fists. You villains, he shouted at the faraway motor car. You scoundrels, you highwaymen, you, you... Road hogs, I'll report you. I'll take you through all the courts. Toad sat down in the middle of the dusty road, his legs stretched out before him, and stared in the direction of the disappearing motor car. His face wore a calm, satisfied expression, and at intervals, he faintly murmured, Pop! The mole was busy quieting the horse, who finally calmed down after some time. 
Then Mole went to look at the cart, on its side in the ditch. It was a sorry sight. The panels and the windows were smashed, and the wheels were hopelessly bent, and their sardine tins were scattered all over the ground. The rat came to help the mole, but their efforts were not enough to raise the cart. Hey, Toad, they cried. Come and lend a hand, can't you? The Toad never answered or budged from his seat on the road. So Mole and Rat went to see what was the matter with him. Toad looked like he was in a trance, a happy smile on his face, his eyes fixed on the dusty wake of the car. At intervals, he was still murmuring, Pop, pop. The rat shook Toad by the shoulders. Are you coming to help us, Toad? Rat asked. Glorious, murmured Toad, still not moving. The poetry of motion, the real way to travel, the only way to travel, here today and next week tomorrow. Villages skipped. Towns and cities jumped, always somebody else's horizon. Oh, bliss. Oh, pop, pop. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, stop, cried the mole. And to think I never knew, went on the toad in a dreamy voice. All those wasted years that lie behind me, I never knew, never even dreamt. But now, but now that I know, now that I fully realize, what dust clouds shall spring up behind me as I speed on my way? What carts I shall fling carelessly into the ditch in the wake of my magnificent car? What are we to do with him? The mole asked the rat. Nothing, replied the rat, because there is nothing to be done. You see, I've known him for a long time. He's got his new obsession. In its first stage, he'll continue like this for days now, like an animal walking in a happy dream, quite useless for all practical purposes. Never mind him. Let's go and see what there is to be done about the cart. A careful inspection showed them that, even if they succeeded in riding it by themselves, the cart would travel no longer. The wheels were in a hopeless state and one was shattered into pieces. The rat nodded the horse's reins in one hand and carried the birdcage in the other. Come on, rat said to the mole. It's five or six miles to the nearest town and we shall just have to walk. The sooner we make a start, the better. But what about Toad? asked the mole as they set off together. We can't leave him here, sitting in the middle of the road, all by himself, in the distracted state he's in. It's not safe. Supposing another car were to come along. Oh, bother, Toad, said the rat. I'm done with him. 
They had not traveled very far when there was a pattering of feet behind them, and Toad thrust a paw inside the elbow of each of them, still staring dreamily at the horizon. Now look here, Toad, said the rat. As soon as we get to town, you'll have to go straight to the police station and see if they know anything about the motor car and who it belongs to, and lodge a complaint against it. And then, you'll have to go and arrange for the cart to be fetched and mended. It'll take time, but it's not quite a hopeless wreck. Meanwhile, the mole and I will go to an inn and find comfortable rooms where we can stay until the cart's ready, and until your nerves have recovered their shock. Police station? Complaint? murmured the toad dreamily. Me complain of that beautiful, that heavenly vision? Me mend the cart? I'm done with carts forever. I never want to see the cart or to hear of it again. Oh, Ratty, you can't think of how much I owe you for agreeing to come on this trip. I wouldn't have gone without you. And then I might have never seen that, that swan, that sunbeam, that thunderbolt of a car. And I might never have heard that entrancing sound or smelt that bewitching smell. I owe it all to you, my best of friends. The rat turned from him in despair. You see what it is? Rat said to the mole. He's hopeless. I give up. When we get to town, we'll go to the railway station, and with luck, we may pick up a train that'll get us back to the riverbank tonight. And if you ever catch me going on adventures with this animal again, he snorted, and during the rest of that weary walk, he addressed all his remarks exclusively to Mole. When they reached town, they went straight to the train station and left Toad in the waiting room. Then they left the horse at an inn stable, for he already knew the way home and would return after a long rest. Eventually, the three animals took a slow train back to Toad Hall. They escorted the spellbound, sleepwalking Toad to his door and put him to bed. Then Mole and Rat got out their boat from the boathouse, paddled down the river home, and at a very late hour, sat down to supper in their own cozy riverside parlor, to the Rat's great joy and contentment. The following evening, the Mole, who had slept in very late, was sitting on the riverbank fishing when the Rat who had been visiting his friends in the neighborhood, came strolling along to find Mole. Heard the news? Rat said. There is nothing else being talked about all along the riverbank. Toad went up to town by an early train this morning, and he has ordered a large and very expensive motor car.
And that's the end of the story. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the sweetest dreams and a good night.